Hello, welcome to Okawa Book Club. So we're your hosts, I'm Dylan. I'm John. And we're going to be discussing the teachings of Riho Okawa. Riho Okawa is a world teacher, master, and CEO of Happy Science Group. All right, so today we have another book by Riho Okawa. This book is Hong Kong Revolution, Spiritual Messages of the Guardian Spirits of Xi Jinping and Agnes Chao Ting. So this is one of our spiritual interview series, and this book contains four chapters, including four separate spiritual messages. And to begin, I will read the preface of this book so you can get a, a better understanding of what it talks about. What is happening in Hong Kong? Is it a protest or a riot? I would call it Hong Kong Revolution. Hong Kong is now fighting a revolution against China's totalitarianism to achieve the foundation of freedom. Hong Kong Chief Executive Carrie Lam announced yesterday the formal withdrawal of the extradition bill. This marks a partial victory, but the revolution would certainly not end. This book clarifies the points of issue through the disputes of the guardian spirits of Mr. Xi Jinping and Ms. Agnes Chow. It will help you deeply understand God's will and the spiritual background of the conflict. So that was Master Okawa's words from September 5th, 2019. So of course, this issue has kind of been resolved in some meaning, but we are still seeing a lot of resistance from here and there within the Hong Kong movement. So after this book's publication, the Hong Kong movement was very strong until late 2019 and early 2020, when the Chinese Communist Party started arresting the leaders of the protests, and including Agnes Chow and Joshua Wong, both being arrested by the government. And essentially, they got the CCP got what they really wanted. So we're going to be talking about the overall issue that this book brings up because it's a big issue for the world. And we're recording this in America. And actually, the ideals of the Hong Kong freedom fighters are very similar to the ideals held by America's founding fathers, such as George Washington, Thomas Jefferson, and Benjamin Franklin. But what we are seeing is a lack of worldwide support in some meaning for these brave, noble, and action-oriented freedom fighters who are trying to make this world a better place. So we want to bring it up again and remind our audience just how important this is for God's will to be manifested on earth. So John, you are here with me today. And I just wanted to ask you about your impression of this book and the overall situation in Hong Kong. All right. Uh, well, Dylan, like most Americans, I was not very aware of what was happening in Hong Kong uh, prior to reading this book. Um, I remember, you know, at the time that there was more protesting allowed there, uh, seeing it in the media and keeping up with it. But it seems that as soon as the CCP came into, you know, full with full force, all that stopped, even in the American media. Mm -hmm. And, you know, this book, uh, even though we didn't know the direction that things were going to go into at the time this book was published, I still think it's a valuable read now. Um, in fact, I, I only read it recently. And because it showed where things could have gone, it showed the stage in the way everything was being set at that time and the intentions of different forces happening at that time. 
But in terms of where we're at now, I really think it's terrible. I mean, it's just today, uh, there's uh, one of the largest, if not the largest newspapers in Hong Kong called Apple Daily was officially shut down. Mm -hmm. And that was one of the you know, the biggest voices for democracy and freedom in Hong Kong. And the founder of it's in prison. Their assets were frozen. Mm-hmm. And, you know, there's just sweeps of that. And, uh, you know, the longer China is there holding that territory, the more that they are calling just about anything which challenges totalitarian rule a national security threat. Mm-hmm. So uh, many people are going to prison, they're being put in internment camps, organizations are being shut down. This is a crisis of human rights that's happening right now. And it's a crisis of human rights that we in the United States are basically turning a blind eye to, I Mm. think. And I think that's just very unfortunate. Yeah, that's absolutely true, especially because, you know, I would say the United States is usually split into two camps when it comes to the political situation. And those on the liberal side tend to strongly voice their strong support for human rights and, you know, people's rights to democracy and to do as they please. And this is exactly what is being trampled by the Chinese Communist Party in Hong Kong. And on the right side, what we are seeing is actually another battle, which is between the Christian church versus the atheist Communist Party. And the Communist Party is really trying to suppress the Christian resistance movement within Hong Kong and within other parts of China. So if they're intruding upon both the rights of Christianity and the rights of democracy, one would expect America to be there to support. And we have seen people voicing their opinions on social media, but what we haven't seen is strong action by the governing officials of the United States. And that is really saddening, especially because God's will is very clear in this situation. God, El Cantare, the supreme being, He is wishing for freedom, democracy, and faith on earth. He is against atheist, communist, totalitarian dictatorships, which control people's lives. And so if the choice is so clear, we would hope that we could stand up stronger and support this movement. Uh, One other point I wanted to mention was, as a young person myself, I recently saw that among millennials are the lowest public trust in democracy these days. Actually, millennials are the age bracket, which is looking the most for one party system, strong leader, or AI to make decisions, or other types of strong men type leaders who control the populace to their will. So there's some brave young people shown in this book, such as Agnes Chow, who are fighting for freedom, who are fighting for democracy. And that's the real wish for young people, is to be brave and bold and stand up against this kind of way things are going in history and trying to pull history back to the way it should be going. I, I couldn't agree more. And I think that, uh, as you said, the, you know, the way things are going, I mean, if you look at the influence of what the CCP is doing there and how things are being censored. We see things like that going on in America right now in a much more mild form. Mm. You may not be put into an internment camp or, you know, have your assets frozen, uh, but people are being removed from financial uh, institutions from being able to access them and things of that nature. Mm. And, you know, another point that has really been emphasized to me through reading this book and just through keeping up with the news of what's happening in Hong Kong right now is what a threat 
this is not only to Hong Kong, but to all of the surrounding region of China. I mean, this could be a threat certainly to Japan. This could be a threat to, well, it is already a threat to Mongolia mm -hmm. um, and Taiwan, yeah, Myanmar, Myanmar, right? Um, Philippines. Yeah. yeah. The list goes on. Right. It's very reminiscent in a way of the way Nazi Germany was operating. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, in the 1930s, they were gradually taking territories around them. And for example, when they took Austria as a territory, they said, well, historically, Austria was part of Germany. So mm. we're taking it back. Does that sound familiar? <laughs> right. Exactly. China claims territory all the time, saying it's part of their territory from ancient times. Right. But it's just, of course, fabricated. No, that's a really interesting point. The comparison between China, well, Chinese Communist Party, otherwise known as, you know, the PRC and the Nazis of the past. There's so many similarities. And if we think about that, we will think it's obvious which side is the best side to support. Mm -hmm. But it's just a point that hasn't been made clear that what China is really doing, especially in Xinjiang with the Uyghur concentration camps, what they're doing in Tibet, persecuting the Buddhist religion, and what they're doing in Inner Mongolia, you know, forcing people to learn Chinese, stop learning Mongolian language, stopping them from learning their cultural history and only learning Chinese history. It's really sad. And we can do something about it if we get enough people to support it. It's just people are easily distracted these days, it seems. And it's really hard for us to communicate the importance of freedom, democracy and faith in other countries especially because America has a past of, you know, maybe failure in stopping communism in Asia, you know, such as the Vietnam War or, um, you know, similar situations around the 1960s, 1970s. So America is very guilty about that, but it's still the right thing to do. No matter if we are guilty or not, we should know it's clearly the right thing to do. Absolutely. You know, and I think in terms of, you know, the Vietnam War, you know, I think every circumstance is different. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, I, I think that we're in a very different climate in many ways mm -hmm. uh, today than we were at that time. Mm -hmm. And I think that there's also a tendency amongst we as Americans to focus on the issues where, pertaining to where we already have a connection. For example, you know, most of us are very aware of what's happening between Israel and Palestine. Mm -hmm. And I think that's because we give aid to Israel and we have bases in Israel and so we feel almost a sense of responsibility because we're involved in it. Mm -hmm. But I think that we ha also have to realize we do have a sense of responsibility towards other regions of the world where maybe we're not based militarily, mm -hmm. but we have a responsibility of preserving human rights because that's what we're about. Yeah, yeah, and definitely. If someone is, for example, anti-Israel you know, Israel or pro-Palestine in that issue, then you would think that it would cross over which is the country in Asia which is dominating the other countries with use of technological power and military power? It's obviously China. Right. And I don't want to just, you know, put out my opinion, but even if you just listen for yourselves, what the guardian spirit of Xi Jinping said in this book, he said he wants to dominate by fear. He said that the people attempting democratization are rats and they should get out of the country, then there will be peace. And he said, we'll just dig holes and bury people. This is the mindset of one of the most powerful people in the world. 
and the man who is currently guiding over 1.4 billion people in China. So it's not just our opinion, but you can listen to his words for yourself and realize just what kind of mindset this man has and then feel the obligation to stand up against him. Absolutely. And not only can you, you should read the words of what his guardian spirit is saying uh, in this book and in other books that are uh, published by HS Press, but you can also confirm uh, the intentions of Xi Jinping's guardian spirit by simply looking at what's happening right now uh, to people in China and surrounding nations. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And, you know, at the very end of Xi Jinping's message, there was something that we learned that his biggest fear or the thing that he's protecting against most is that Xi Jinping feels that all will end if he shows any weakness. So he puts on this kind of character to show himself as always the strongest, always the most powerful, because he's very scared that if China shows any weakness, that they will come to an end. So it's kind of like, you know, all we have to do is really show the world who he really is. And naturally, his structure of domination by fear will come to an end. He is only powerful because he allows himself to be shown only as strong. But if we report the true situation, he will realize just how weak, you know, his country is in terms of power and controlling the whole world. That's an excellent point. Yeah. And I think we could all probably learn something about ourselves with that, too. Mm -hmm. Okay. I also just wanted to mention that there is a song. Actually, it is translated from Japanese also into English and Chinese. So we have three versions of the song, plus the instrumental version. That song is The Water Revolution, and it's by Kota. And you can find it on uh, Spotify, iTunes, Amazon, etc. And we also are selling the CDs. So Kota is spelled K-O-U-T-A, and the song is The Water Revolution. It is subtitled The Anthem to Free 1.4 Billion People in the Entire World. And the song speaks about uh, democracy, freedom, and the words and music are written by Master Riho Okawa. And the song was arranged by Sayaka Okawa. So this is happy science music. It is it contains the power of El Cantare, and it's also a very catchy song that you can listen to every single day and just feel the um, courage and nobility that it takes to take down the communist regime in China and then establish true democracy and peace in that country. Yeah, so um, before we end, could I ask you, John, to read the afterword of this book? Sure, from the afterword. This book is valuable. You can deeply understand the true meaning behind the confrontation between Mr. Xi Jinping, who aims to put the earth under the control of darkness, and Miss Agnes Chow, who carries in her a piece of the soul of Jesus Christ. The Hong Kong Revolution is indeed God's revolution. God is trying to create a world of freedom, democracy, and faith. And Hong Kong passionately knows that now is the time to fight for freedom. Well, all right. So that was our episode about Hong Kong Revolution. So you can find this book on Amazon.com, and you can learn more at OkawaBooks.com. You can also find it at Happy Science Locations Worldwide. It was great talking to you again, John. Likewise, Dylan. 
In these trying times, stay happy, healthy, and positive.